Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. SEN Fridays at the top end, 16, 11am. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. We will love your listing. Robbie, you have controversially come up with your very, very early top 10. We were having a talk last night in the pre-show prep about potentially making this like a rolling top 10, which would be fitting given that you have like a rolling premiership favourite every week and, <laughs> and basically, you know, your opinions change at the drop of a hat. So I, I like this rolling concept, but the NT News have ambitiously, I might say, created a top 100 Northern Territory footballers. Look, I don't want to be disrespectful and say, oh, it was a bad list or anything like that. Everybody has opinions. If you're going to come up with 100 different names and try and make a list from 100, I just think that's way too tough a task. I have created a list on my Facebook page, I believe, every year since I was literally about 14, 15 years old. And I have never dared to go past 25 names because the more, it's going to sound silly, but the irony is the more players you name, the more players that you're missing out. Because the more players you name, then suddenly guys are like, hang on, I'm, I may not be a top 10 player in the comp, so it's all good I missed that list, but you can't tell me that I'm not in 100 footballers in the NTFL. So I reckon guarantee there would be more players disappointed about not making that, that list from the NT News, given that they named 100, than, than what they would be from most other lists that go the 10 and 20. Rob? Yeah, definitely. And then, like, uh, my top six are pretty solid, and 7 to 10, I think, can really be, you know, moved around a bit. Yeah, so I... Look, I'm fascinated. I'm not going to spoiler alert your list. We're going to go through one by one. Can you please start with... It's a top 10, by the way. Can you please start with number 10? So number 10 will be Sean Wilson from Nycliffe. Shawnee Willow's probably been their best player so far, along with Philo and all that. But I've given Wilson the nod because I think positionally, whenever he's around the foot, he looks the most dangerous out of the three. So Shawnee Willow's number 10. Cameron Eilert, perhaps a tad unlucky. He is averaging the most tackles in the league and it's probably the first top 10 NTFL list that he's ever missed out on. Yeah, Cameron Eilert's also around the mark as well. So um, I'm not, yeah, not totally sure. Um, you know, it's a week-by-week week thing, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Eilert, a star, and Brody Philo, another one. Probably unlucky if you're talking about Nyclist's best performers this year. Number nine. Number nine's Eddie Morris from uh, Waratah Football Club. So come across, obviously, from Banks, Clarkey. Mm. Um, and I've got him at 90. He's played a couple of really good games for the uh, Warriors and was probably one of their better players on the weekend in a loss. Very strategic move, Robbie, getting blokes like that from Banks. I believe they are zero-pointers because they play that year at uh, Division One level, now Premier League Reserves level. He is a, how would you describe Ed Morris? A pretty classy half forward. He sort of doesn't, it's going to sound disrespectful, he doesn't look like that much of a footballer sometimes when you see him, but then you check the stat sheet after and he certainly lets you know what impact he made. Yeah, definitely. He just finds the football and his work, his efforts are just constant as well. Like constantly putting his head in the hole and trying to drag the team over the line. He was good against Crocs, so he, he's our number nine. Number eight is a player I do not know much about. 
So Elliot Chalmers. So he's, I think he's a bit. It's a bit of a different look of. Uh, he, I think he's played a bit of a NFL football. Mm. So he has, he's from Pint Footy Club. So he's the number nine. So uh, he's got some tattoos on him, a few stickers, uh, if you like to call them. And uh, he was really good to get on the weekend, being accountable for Dill Lant and Nate Preeties at times, and real physical midfielder. He seems like the type of player that epitomises the Pint team in the sense that they're made up of really hard-working, disciplined, tough footballers. He's like that perfect recruit for him, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And I think he's gone under the radar a bit with, you know, how tough he is and what he's provided for the Pints. Number seven was a hit-up forward that was excellent in his first game against St Mary's. Can you tell us about him? Yeah, Darcy Hope. I thought he was best on ground in the first game. Didn't, you know, got fourth or fifth, and then he was best on against Buffs, and... Probably was their best on quarter time, and then he got an injury last week. So didn't really find much of it. I think he got seven or eight touches last week. But in those games where they won, and when that game was there to be won the first quarter before he got it, that knock, he was very good. So I think he's Waratah's best player so far this year at number seven, Darcy Hope. Rob, Southern Districts have a plethora of highly credentialed recruits this year through the midfield. Kai Pudney, Cam ellis Yolman, Kane Stevens are going to be very good players. But this player at number six? Number six is Matt Shannon. So he's had some Carlton VFL experience. We're not too sure. Was he the captain? Was he not the captain? I believe he was the captain. But, you know, we don't want to be giving him some accolade like that and find out he was just a mere leadership group member. Yeah, but yeah. Definitely yeah, exactly. had some leadership role at the Blues. Uh, yeah, but you got it. Yeah, factor in on the weekend. There was a draw at quarter time. Uh, Southern Districts kicked five goals to nine in the second quarter. Matt Shannon kicked three of them. So is he a goal-kicking midfielder? I know he hit the scoreboard on the weekend, but does he look like that type that will push forward? Yeah, it looks like that power half-forward type. Um, I think he was half-forward when he kicked... Oh, he was on the ball when he kicked the first one, streaming through the middle. So that's the sort of player he is. And it'll be interesting to see how he goes against like some of the quicker teams as well. Do districts have the best midfield in the competition? I reckon right now they do. So... I'm really on them now. I think they're right up there with Waratahs, and I'm not too sure if I'd say they're he's, Premiership favourites. He's new Premiership yeah. favourites. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. next week. I might have put an investment on the on the cross <laughs> last night. Yeah, mate. We uh, we have plenty of players to go through. I reckon we will smash out a couple more on this list. Number five is a personal favourite of mine. Yeah, so I've gone with Bradley Stokes, averaging really high numbers at the moment. I think high 20, 27 a game. 27 yeah. a game. And I mean, we had this discussion. I reckon he's the best ball user in the league right now. Yeah, he'd have to be. He's a player that's really reaped the benefits of having a great preseason. And it's, it's such a great story because anti-football is littered with players that you look at and say, if he got himself super fit, imagine how good he would be. Or if he had a great preseason, could you imagine the impact that he would have? And we are seeing this with Bradley Stokes this year. Definitely, as you said, a top 10 player in the comp. We've got him at number five. Uh, he looks like he's not going to slow down anytime soon. His leadership has also been a massive step forward. I know you were commentating a game, Rob, earlier in the year, and just his voice and his ability to spread and direct players across the ground, that was something that stood out to you. Yeah, and he's, uh, they, they turned the footy over inside 50, and he was the first one covering the exits, and that's the sign of a you know, pretty good leader right there. So that, was, uh, that surprised me. Rob, number four, I haven't heard a lot about this guy. Can you please introduce him? Yeah, he's a new player of the league, uh, Eddie Betts, uh, yes. in at number four. Yeah. Goes okay. Young Fair kid resume. out of Palmerston. Um, so if Eddie Betts is now leading the uh, goal kicking. I had him best on ground in round one. You rewatched the game and said oh, he was definitely close best on to ground. it. Yeah. He kicked three. They said he just kicked yeah, three. Apologies he, to Baxter Manju yeah, had about 55 he's, touches. Yeah, but <laughs> also, yeah, but he also set up four or five, like just centering it to the corridor. So he could be way ahead in the goal kicking if that wasn't the case. His buy into Palmerston, and Raph, feel free to chime in here, has been absolutely remarkable. We see a lot of ex-AFL players come up, and it's not 
I hate when ex-AFL players get a bad reputation on social media and that sort of stuff, when they say, oh, why do we need this guy who's played 200 AFL games? Give a young kid a go. People need to toughen up in the territory a little bit. Like, I, I, I'm a fringe player. I play football up in Darwin myself. If you're good enough, generally you get a game. If you're not good enough, you might be on the outer for a little bit, and then you work hard and you get in. I have no problem. We're getting sidetracked a bit here, but I have no problem with AFL players coming up and playing. And a bloke like Eddie Betts has been arguably the best of any of, any of them with his buy-in, the charity work that he's doing. Uh, he's great with the kids out at Palmerston. Yep. And for a bloke like that, he doesn't have to... Imagine how comfortable his life could potentially be in Melbourne. He doesn't have to make that trip to play in a 35-degree heat every week, but he's doing so. Definitely. And um, just, just one of the best examples is training. You know, just turning up to every training session, and that's one thing that um, a lot of kids up here, and once they get ahead of themselves, I think they they start rating themselves. They they think they can miss a Tuesday night, and I'll be right. I'll turn up Thursday and do the work. But you know, you got Eddie Betts, 300 plus games. You know, one of the best goal kickers of all time mm. in AFL levels. But he still doesn't miss a training session. He's no. still probably the first one on the track helping the young kid before training. You know, um, and if you're a kid on the fringe. You know, you see that at your football club and one of the best can do that and turn up and do that. Um, you know, that's... And like you said, the best buy-in, like everything he's done for the Palmerston Football Club, he's turned that place upside, you know, on its head and they're back within a finals chance this year and probably going for a premiership if they keep it up. And, you know, the the, the, the clubs... Oh, the, the, the What do you say? The Div 1, mm. the Div 2 teams below him, even the, the younger crews, um, kids are... Up and about, and Palmerston are really, you know, a powerhouse again. Um, you know, with their footy and, and and the clubhouse itself, just by he's buying. So you know, mm. take my hat off, Daddy, for all of that. Interesting, you said that because I think Palmerston are probably in the best spot they've been in half a decade, maybe even longer. So we will talk about the Magpies later. Well, you guys will, because I have to run pretty soon. I have to teach a bunch of year threes, but I'm that intrigued about your list, Robbie, that we're just going to smash this out. So number yep. three. Number three is Matt Dennis, Southern Districts. Massive get for him. Was very dominant in the ruck on the weekend. And, you know, he, him in a strong side. And the other Palmerston strong. We did see him at a weaker Palmerston. But him at the Crocs has been outstanding, feeding that midfield. I was talking to you when we were doing the pre-show stuff. The gap between the competition's best ruckman and some of the others is just amazing. And there's this argument that we've spoken about on this show, Raph, about, and Rob, Brody Grundy and players like that, whether they're worth these big contracts and whether they're that influential at AFL level. They are influential at NTFL level when you've got a bunch of sub 180-centimetre players running around and they're always going to be that, that tall target. You know what they say, the, the big blokes don't get any smaller as the match wears on. And Matt Dennis has started the year in an absolutely fantastic fashion. Ben Archard last year, of course, dominated the ruck. So plenty of, I think, recruiting potential for a team if they get a big ruckman in to make a really big impact. Yeah, no, definitely. He's been uh, athletically, he was outstanding, and he, he gets his 20 touches as well every week. He's a so. fourth yeah. midfielder. He's, yep. The engine on the bloke is, speaks alone for itself. You know, yeah. he's not just a tap ruckman and then sets up behind the play. He he actually follows up, mm. you know, spreads better than any midfielder just about with his running ability and can get it on the outside as well as get first hand to use on, on, in, the, in the contest, so... The top two, this is going to be very interesting. Top two, you've got one guy very familiar with NT football and another guy who is quite new to NT football. Number two. Number two is Baxter Mensch. So, Palmerston midfielder. Ball magnet. Um, ball magnet. So, he hasn't played state league like a lot of other the recruits, but mm. he's played in the strong Geelong league. Averaged so. about 30 touches a game and I think had like a 46 possession game or something. And the Geelong Football League is serious, yeah. serious football. GFL, as would know. GFL yeah. is just outside of your VFL, so... Mm. So There's not a huge, huge difference. Snuck under the radar a bit, I think, mm. but now everyone knows who he is. How many nickels votes do you reckon he'd be on, or should be on? 
Oh, and my uh, little poll I'm doing, he's on about six or seven mm. out of three <laughs> games. So, well, statistically, it's just too hard to ignore. 43 and three in round one. That's got to be a three-vote game. And I know it's contradictory because we just said Eddie Betts was best on ground, but yeah. 43 and three is a pretty complete performance and he was good in the following two weeks look oh, i'm gonna have a virtual drum roll here this is the suspense building up to number one is really interesting before we go into number one rob i just want to make it very clear to anyone listening that there was a bit of a selection criteria wasn't there we had to play the players had to have played at least the two games which yep. we're three rounds into the season round four this weekend it's going to be a rolling list and we're going to adjust that minimum number so the player you have at number one and i don't think we're going to have too many arguments has only played the two games who yep. is he so, Stephen Motlop from the Wanderers Footy Club. So, Stephen's averaging, uh, was it 27? 27 touches, four goals. 27 touches, four goals. And he's got a good matchup this week against St. Mary's. And if they don't put work into him, expect another big game from Motties. Oh, for sure. So, a lot of, uh, sort of going back on the Eddie Betts comment, a lot of AFL players come up and basically just go through the motions a little bit. Motlop comes out here like he's got a point to prove. He wants that flag at Wanderers. He wants to play really good football up here, doesn't he, Raf? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the best thing about when local boys come back who, who left without winning a premiership. Um, you know, and, and to see his brothers win premierships, he's always up here to watch those Wanderers St. Mary's grand finals. And, you know, he, he would have changed in the heartbeat to jump over the fence and be on the field for those, as I, get, I, I reckon. So this is his chance to, you know, go and get it himself um, and take a team with him. Raf, very, very quickly, but when you were at St Kilda, did you watch any St Mary's premierships and did you get that feeling like, oh, gee, I'm missing out on something here. I'd love to be a part of this one day. Yes, yes, I did. Um, I watched all of them. Um, but at the same time, I was quite lucky um, that I'd got one before yeah. I got drafted. So um, it was Your brother didn't, did he? No, nah, Xavier didn't. So that was a big thing for him. So like when you mentioned Stephen back wanting to win the premiership for his you know, junior football club, you know, he's, where he's learnt his footy, um, so that was Xavier as well when he came back and that was um, the same time I got, you know, the flick from Saints and um, we all know how that happened. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that that was a big drive for us to for, to win one together. And, um, you know, yeah, you could see Xavier's passion and when he got up here, he wasn't just here to play a game of footy, the buy-in. Um, and that's what Stephen and these guys, and, you know, mentioned bets, um, you know, Maggie's not his home club, but the buy-in they bring and the leadership they bring is uh, second to none. Robbie, well done on your top 10. It takes a very courageous person to come up with a list like that. It's going to be something that we revisit throughout the year. And yeah. I, we do need to go to a break. We are getting pressed for that. But, Raf, before I sign out, before I say goodbye, you need to make me a promise. You need to hold Rob accountable. I did not see Dylan Lance's name. I did not see Nate Paredes' name. I did not see Jackson Calder. There's a young fella from Palmerston who won a Nichols medal last year and has started the season averaging eight tackles a game named Cam Guthrie, who Rob has missed out on. So this yeah. is SCN Fridays at the top end, and Rob has some explaining to do. Rain and Horn Darwin, we will love your listing. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.